Good morning and welcome to episode 6 of the Beans Talk Coffee podcast, where we believe your coffee has something to say. Learn how to listen and enjoy your coffee more each week with me as we taste our way around the world and build a better understanding of our daily brew right from home. It tastes better this way. I'm your host, Trevor Ogborn, and today we're drinking California Blend from Steeped Coffee. I hope you're able to sip it alongside me. As we do at the beginning of every episode, we're going to start out by tasting our featured coffee of the week, because life happens after coffee, and it's time to get started. Today, I've brewed steeped coffee using their standard instruction, which makes things super, super simple. I brewed one sachet in eight ounces of just off-boiling water for five or so minutes, and this has yielded, while kind of a relatively small cup of coffee by my personal standards, but a really sweet and balanced coffee with a nice chocolatey body and a nice fudgy flavor as well. They cite toasted coconut as one of the tasting notes, and I can sort of pick up on it, but I'm not super adept at picking up on coconut because I don't eat a whole lot of that. So uh, up to you whether that's there or not, but I, th- I think it certainly can shine through for some. As I announced, we're having a bit of a format change, so we're actually going to dive into our lesson of the day. But stick around, and we'll talk more about steeped coffee and their proprietary brew method at the end of the lesson. Today, we're going to dive into some of the key elements of brewing coffee and how they interact to make or break your cup of coffee at home or in the cafe. From coffee species and varietals to how it's served, there are many different varieties or variables that ultimately come together in your cup of coffee. But today, we're going to touch on two of the biggest factors to pay attention to, assuming you've already chosen good coffee in the first place. Number one, grind. And number two, brew method. One of the things I love so much about coffee is that it draws on so many areas of human interest and study, from history and geography to the hard sciences. Today, with discussing those two elements of brewing, I'm providing you the tools and variables to begin experimenting and embracing the scientific side of coffee in kind of a simple and productive way at home. Let's dive in. The first thing between you and your cuppa, after selecting your coffee, of course, is grinding it. Now, the first thing I'm going to advocate to improve your coffee up front, if you aren't already doing it, is to start grinding at home. If you're doing this already, major kudos to you. Oxygen and coffee, you see, don't get along very well. And when you grind coffee, you expose a massive amount of surface area for oxygen to interact with the bean. Many of the aroma and flavor compounds present in coffee will actually begin oxidizing and dissipating the moment it's ground. This is all well and good if you're brewing it right away, but if you've got a bag of ground coffee that's been sitting around for a few days, or weeks, God forbid, then you can bet you've lost a significant amount of quality. Additionally, the oils in coffee that dissolve into your cup and help provide a pleasant mouthfeel and flavor interact negatively with moisture in the ambient air. That moisture dilutes and affects those oils as soon as they're exposed, which is exactly what happens when you grind your coffee. Breaking down beans during the grind also releases CO2 trapped inside the coffee. This sounds like a potentially good thing, but that CO2 actually aids oils and other compounds as they dissolve into your brew water as well. So all in all, grinding your coffee at home fresh is one of the biggest steps you can take towards enjoying more delicious coffee. With that established, I'd like to say that of all homebrew equipment you have, your home grinder is probably one of the most important to invest in. There are generally two styles of grinder out there for home use, blade grinders and burr grinders. 
Blade grinders generally operate by placing an amount of beans in a chamber with two or more spinning blades, kind of akin to a blender. While these are more affordable and capable of delivering a fresh grind, they aren't very consistent. These blades are imprecise, and you'll ultimately wind up with some very coarse ground coffee and some very fine ground coffee all in the same grind. We'll get to why this matters more in a moment, but by contrast, burr grinders are calibrated to grind coffee more uniformly using opposing burr blades. Whether using ceramic or metal burrs, quality burr grinders will give you a more consistent grind throughout and give you more control ultimately over the grind size of your coffee. So why is this so important? Coffee ground to different sizes will ultimately extract at different rates. Coarser ground coffee has less surface area because more of the bean is still unexposed inside the little granules of grounds. This means it takes longer for your hot water to actually soak in and fully extract all of the desirable compounds from the individual granules. Finer grounds, on the other hand, have tons of surface area. Depending on how fine you go, you may have virtually exposed all of your coffee's internal compounds and matter to the surface, making extraction possible even in a matter of seconds instead of minutes. Different grind sizes require different brew methods in order to brew a good cup of coffee because you don't want to over or under extract. Under extraction happens when not all desirable flavors and aromas are drawn from the coffee by the end of the brew, which will result in kind of a sour, astringent tasting coffee. Over extraction happens when you've dissolved all of the desirable flavors and aromas, but continue the brew so that undesirable compounds begin extracting into your cup as well. This results in more of a bitter, harsh tasting cup of coffee. We'll talk about the brew methods more in a second, but let's circle back to the type of grinders. If you're using a blade grinder and getting a wide range of sizes in your grounds, as a result, you're gonna have some coffee that extracts rapidly, that super fine coffee, and some that extracts slowly, meaning you'll wind up with elements of underbrewed and overbrewed coffee all in the same cup, and they don't necessarily average to give you anything pleasant. So step one, as we've said, towards getting a better brew, grind fresh and grind consistently with a burr style grinder. With your coffee ground, it's time to start thinking about whether we're pairing the right brew method with the right grind. There are generally three types of brew method. This is full immersion, drip brew, and pressurized brews. There are a couple hybrids and misnomers, but those three capture a majority of the brew methods. A full immersion brew puts your water and coffee grounds in full and prolonged contact together. The grounds are fully immersed in the water. There, they'll just sit and extract until you happen to separate them out from the water. French press is probably the most recognizable full immersion brew method, though the steeped coffee we're drinking today certainly falls in this category too. In any case, if you're brewing for full immersion, you'll want a coarser grind. This works well for a couple of reasons. Firstly, since you're probably not using a traditional filter with full immersion, the coarser grind makes it harder for the grounds to escape and wind up in your final cup. With French press coffee, as you push and plunge down to separate the grounds from the brewed coffee, you don't want any unpleasant grit to escape into the rest of the brew chamber. That coarse grind prevents it from escaping through and getting into that end cup. Secondly, because there's less surface area and the water needs more time to penetrate and extract caffeine and other compounds from coarser grinds, full immersion allows you to provide prolonged contact between the grounds and the water. Full immersion coffees as a result, like French press, are known for their rich flavor and kind of oilier mouthfeel. 
which for me makes them ideal for darker roasts or where you want to make the most of chocolatey and nutty flavor notes, kind of like what we're seeing with today's steeped coffee where it's super fudgy and super chocolatey. Drip brew is probably the most common and recognizable brew method at home. These are your standard coffee pots like Mr. Coffee and otherwise, as well as hand-pour brew methods like Chemex and V60s. A medium grind setting is more suitable here because your water is actually pouring through the coffee rather than just sitting in contact with it. A medium grind setting is more suitable here because your water is pouring through the coffee rather than sitting with it. Medium grind provides enough surface area to properly extract everything as it trickles through into the pot or mug. Drip brew coffee is known for providing a very clean and pleasantly acidic cup of coffee, which is why I typically brew this way to highlight lighter roasts and single origin coffees, personally. Espresso machines and mocha, that's M-O-K-A, pots, fall under the pressure brew method category. These necessitate a fine grind, because fine grinds have so much surface area that they not only extract very rapidly, but also pack very tightly together. This means, ironically, that the grounds that need to brew the fastest passively prevent water from actually moving through them quickly. Pressure helps push hot water through these fine grinds at a fast enough rate to avoid overextraction. Pressure brew methods are accredited with very strong concentrated flavor and composition, making them great for balanced coffees and blends, in my personal opinion. So how do you make the most of this information? Get scientific and treat each brew like a small experiment. This isn't as daunting as it may sound, trust me. If you want to start brewing better coffee, buy a small pocket journal to keep by your brew station at home. For each brew, record the date, the coffee, the roast, and your intended brew method. Figure out your brew ratio, that is how much water to use with how much coffee you'll grind, and record what grind setting you used. Most importantly, brew your coffee and enjoy it. Does it taste too sour or acidic? Write it down and plan on grinding a little finer the next time around. Too bitter or harsh? Know that you might need to take it down a few steps coarser. Over time, you'll begin understanding your personal preferences for coffee and get a feel for how to grind certain roasts and coffees for your brew methods of choice. Taking that step and consciously recording your brew and considering the results will help you turn yourself into a home brew master sooner than you may think. And with that, let's circle back and talk about this week's featured coffee. Hopefully you were able to get your hands on some steeped coffee ahead of the episode and have been enjoying it alongside me. If not though, let me describe what we've got here. Steeped coffee has come up with this proprietary brew method that's going to sound so simple, it's actually brilliant. They've put their coffee in individually sealed sachets, just like a tea bag more or less with the string tag and all to make brewing coffee at home or on the go super, super simple. I had the pleasure of first trying steeped coffee on an overnight rafting trip in Moab just last month. Each tea bag comes in its own compostable airtight packet. Inside the sachet, they've sealed high-quality coffee blends that are ground coarse, similar to a full immersion French press, and ready to brew. And that problem with grinding your coffee fresh? They get around it by flushing each compostable bag with nitrogen, which protects the freshness of the grind and flavor of your coffee. They recommend you brew 8 ounces of water per bag, and as a heavy coffee drinker, I was left wanting more than that. With that said, after steeping the coffee for 5 short minutes, we were enjoying delicious specialty-grade coffee before the sun was even kissing the clifftops. I will say the bags can be a little delicate. To make the whole thing as sustainable and tasty as possible, steeped coffee has figured out how to hypersonically seal their sachets without glue or staples. The downside is that overeager, tired hands can easily tear the bag when pulling the string out. 
I made this mistake with the first bag I brewed, and the result was an undrinkably gritty brew. Lesson learned, I was more delicate with the second sachet. Once you get it into your mug, though, there's almost no way to mess up. Simply pour your 8 ounces of hot water, let it sit for 5 or so minutes, remove the compostable sachet, and enjoy. On that trip, I brought a sample pack and every single coffee, from their Sunrise Blend Light Roast to their Driftwood Blend French Roast, they were all remarkably good in their roast category. This morning, I'm drinking their Medium Roast Morning Blend, which features washed processed beans grown between 1,700 and 2,000 meters in Cuauhtémoc, Colombia. The fact that they have all this information about their coffee is a huge bonus and a signal that they're probably sourcing their beans right through sustainable direct trade relationships. So not only is steeped coffee a cool concept in itself, they're going about it in all the right ways. I'll personally be stocking up on some for all of my upcoming camping and rafting trips and even for those mornings where I really want a quality no fuss cup of coffee. I hope you enjoyed this week's coffee too, and that you're able to take this week's lesson and carry it forward with you as you enjoy your coffee over the coming week. Consider investing in a decent burr grinder if you haven't already, and start dialing in your grind for your brew method of choice, whether it's full immersion, drip brew, or pressure. Start recording your brews and paying attention to the impact different grinds have, and over time you'll become a homebrew genius. Thanks for listening in to the Beans Talk Coffee podcast. I hope you enjoyed your coffee just a little bit more today. If you have questions about coffee that you'd like me to answer, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at bt at beanstalkpodcast.com. You can find out about upcoming featured coffees with links to purchase ahead of time, how I'm brewing it, and other information about this project online at beanstalkpodcast.com. There, you can sign up for the Beanstalk Coffee newsletter to get updates and links right to your inbox. I hope you'll also connect with us on social media, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Until next week... Sip, sip, share. Hey again, Trevor here. If you're a coffee roaster or have one you'd like me to reach out to, please visit my website and let me know. I am thrilled to get in touch with different roasters around the world to feature their coffees. It's completely free, and all I ask is they donate a bag of coffee for me to sample. Thanks, and have a great day.